Stephen Curry dropped 60 points and the Golden State Warriors still lost. That's depressing. That's a bummer. Brian Leong, I'm so happy he's with me. Reporter for the Associated Press and then some here in the Bay Area. We're going to break down what went right. Not a lot. What went wrong? A lot. And try to, I'm not going to try. There, there's not much of a positive spin. We're just going to talk Warriors Hawks next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn and more specifically LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You can follow Associated Press sports reporter Ryan Leong. You, you, it isn't just the AP. You do a lot of stuff. We go way back, man, since the beginning of both our days covered Bay Area sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Leong. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. Ryan, that was a colossal bummer. The Warriors have now lost 11 straight overtime games. Stephen Curry came two short, two points shy of tying a career high, scored 60. In a losing effort, man. I am bummed. This is not how I wanted to spend my Saturday night. Alas, here we are. Great to see you, man. Happy belated birthday. And your immediate reaction to the Warriors losing in overtime, 141-134 in Atlanta. No surprise. Um, I'm just going to say, when Lester Quinones is your second leading scorer, and he's far behind Steph with 17 points, that's bad. It is bad. <laughs> that's all you got that's your that's your that's your reaction that's your entire analysis did you freeze on me are you still there ryan i just lost ryan leong is that me is it you ryan where'd you go man well hopefully ryan leong will be right back with us i have no idea what's going on with this connection he just froze on us um yeah he did freeze keith willis uh oh you're back ryan are you there again yep Okay, there we go. So, uh, resume, please, sir. What was your reaction to this uh, brutal game? Uh, I was going to say, you know, Steph does not have enough of a supporting cast. He's 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 asked to do everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, and he, I mean, he's he's the savior. But when he's trying to be like all three parts of the Trinity, and not that I'm trying to get into religion here, but he's trying to do all three things, and you know, he can only do so much, and and he's not gotten enough help. And again, Lester Quinones, great, you know, great effort from him tonight. 17 points off the bench, but he's the second leading scorer. That's terrible. You've got to have somebody else step up. The number two guy in the Warriors tonight should have had 30 points. You know, you yeah, you, you and we were talking about that before we started recording that Lester Quinones, who uh, until less than a week ago was primarily known for, you know, rooting the team on off the bench, posting great numbers in Santa Cruz. Uh, but Steve Kerr, I give him credit on last night's show. He's finally benched Corey Joseph. He's going with Quinones. What a shocker that Quinones is delivering. We've been advocating for him on the show for months. Um, but Kaminga, one of the many bummers of the night, 
Jonathan Kaminga's streak of, of uh, eight straight games where he scored 20 plus points snapped tonight at 16. I don't think I don't I don't doubt for a moment he would have reached that mark if he wasn't fouled out. We've been complaining a lot about officials this year. You know, the spotlight has been on their incompetency. I feel like of all the games this year, though, this was one of the worst outings by the refs. I mean, you, you, to start the overtime uh, a period, you had that challenge that was not overcalled. That was a, an absolutely BS call mm-hmm. of a charge. Uh, Trey Young was clearly moving his feet when Quinones barreled into him. Um, you know, you but the, the the last two or three fouls on Kaminga were particularly egregious. They called a foul on him just for dapping Trey Young on his arm and his body. Technically, you're right, not legal. But who the hell calls that? You even saw St- uh, Steve Kerr. You could read his lips going, "This is basketball. Like, just let these players play. No one comes to these games to watch you blow your goddamn whistle." And and so Kaminga fouls out. He finishes with 16 points. Um, you know, Stephen Curry was brilliant, dude. I don't know where he gets his energy from. I just want to read a stat line real fast. 60 points again. This is the second time in his career. He's at 60 or more. Do you know that Ryan? Cause I don't as for fact, but I know his career high is 62. Has he ever uh, surpassed 60 besides tonight in that one other game? No. And, and I, I can say right now, I, I was one of the lucky ones to see that game because that was a height of during the height of COVID. And back then the Warriors, if you wanted to cover a game during COVID, you, you were only allowed uh, – only a, a certain number of media were allowed to cover games. Right. And it was a very small select number. Even I myself, who's had a season credential and can cover, you know, every home game except for the COVID year, and that was one of the few games I got approved for. This was January 3rd, 2021 against the Portland Trailblazers, and he dropped 62. And that was yeah. an amazing game, and I'm, I'm so damn lucky. I was one of the few media guys that saw it. You should post that picture on one of your social medias. Oh, um, I will. Yeah, yeah I, I basically here's what I get. Here's what I did. The, the, the Warriors always post a seating chart. They post it on the digital board in the media room. They also correct. post it on paper in in a couple places uh, by the media seating area. Well, I took one of the seating charts. All right, I I, I stole it. Hey, I'm I'm proud that I did it because I have it as evidence now, and I'm going to post it on my social media. I'll probably post it on my Instagram, like you said, Cyrus. You're a thief. You're a thief. You I'm a thief. Be, you belong in jail. Um, I, I'm kidding. Stephen Curry, 22 of 38 from the field, 10 of 23 from beyond the arc. Perfect six of six uh, from the charity stripe. Uh, grabbed six rebounds, added four assists. Um, a lot of people are going to focus on turnovers in this game. You know, 14's a lot. It's not egregious. It's still a lot. Uh, but... It, you know, when I look at when I watch this game tonight, the Atlanta Hawks brought a lot of size, man. Early in the game, uh, Quinn Schneider, the Hawks head coach, his strategy was simple: uh, feed the ball to Clint Capella. The dude has six inches on Draymond Green, who's defending him. You saw Jalen Johnson uh, getting a, a lot of looks. Uh, you saw DeAndre Hunter uh, feasting a little bit. Um, Akongwu had a, another had a fantastic game. Uh, he finished with twenty two points. Grabbed 16 rebounds. Uh, Clint Capella had 15 rebounds. Jalen Johnson had 13 rebounds. Yet somehow, when all said and done, the rebounding battle was completely even, 57-57. But when I'm watching this game, this small ball thing just keeps coming in my head as a reminder, man. This Warriors team is small. Um, We didn't see Trace Jackson Davis make an appearance until the second half. Uh, I don't know why Steve Kerr waited so long. Um, you know, and, and then we saw Andrew Wiggins get hurt. The Warriors have a rash of injuries. Ryan, what's your opinion, dude? You're, you're at Chase Center for every home game. You're covering this team uh, night in, night out. Like, I, I this is a massive point of contention for me 
This roster is constructed to Steve Kerr's liking. And tonight was a perfect example of where being small is going to burn you. Um, if the Warriors had a little more size, I don't think they lose this game. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> did you freeze? Yeah, we froze. You did too, right? No, no, you're back though. Go ahead. Did you answer okay. my question or no? Uh, I got most of it. Can you finish? Oh, oh is, the, is, the Warrior, is this Warriors team too small to you? Yeah. Like, what's your well, thoughts on, on the size of this roster? You know, it's kind of funny with the Warriors. Like, history repeats itself. Didn't the Warriors have these same problems when Don Nelson was the coach? Yes. So what's what's the difference? I mean, I mean things don't change with the Warriors. It's it's funny how they well maybe not funny, but the, this constantly keeps happening. The Warriors are a team that plays on the perimeter. They don't have much size in the paint, and yet for some reason, I mean it works to some degree because you're able to have maybe some flexibility and you're able to move around the court, but the bottom line is yeah, you're not able to like, you know, shore up your defense and it just you just allow way too many points to be scored and you end up losing a lot of times and that's what happened again tonight. Yeah. Um it's it's the size like for example, we saw uh, we saw Lester Quinones play. Guy Santos got some minutes. Um, you mentioned uh, Lester Quinones having the second most points um, for the Warriors. He had a fantastic game, I thought. Finished this game in 22 minutes, 42 seconds, 17 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 8 from beyond the arc. I do hope we start seeing a lot more minutes for him. But Guy Santos was playing, filling in for Dario Saric, who missed his second straight game because of illness. Uh, other, than, other than Guy Santos, though, Trace Jackson Davis played just eight minutes in this game. Uh, mm -hmm. Looney grabbed 10 rebounds in this game in just 14 minutes. But again, this is just, you know, like, like I don't understand why Usman Gruba is sitting there wearing clothes. I thought they signed him to give the team some size. This it's just, it's, it's frustrating. I don't know how else to put it. It is just frustrating to watch this team night in, night out getting bullied and every and when we come back, Ryan, I'm curious to know what your uh, theory is on this. Um, I've every single uh, former player I've I've talked to when I've brought up this uh, this topic, they agree the Warriors are injured. Right, now. they have a lot of players out. Andrew Wiggins is uh, was injured in this game, and again, I don't he wasn't even doing much anyway. Second straight game in a row where offensively he was just abysmal, but. Do, I'm gonna. I'm curious to know what your opinion is because I do believe what I'm, I'm about to say here, which is that when you put this much burden physically on human beings, their bodies are going to break down. What I'm trying to say is I don't think it's, it is a coincidence that the Warriors have all these injury problems. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's all happening to their smaller players. And I just don't think it's it works. To, to be completely undersized night in, night out and expect your players to just handle that okay. I would love to know what you think about that because I do think that's a problem. We also need to talk, speaking of problems, about Clay Thompson, who had an awful shooting night. Uh, and, and that just cannot go unnoticed. You know, we could even discuss whether or not he should have been playing late in the game because he was he was just literally bricking uh, over and over and over. Damn, man could have built a goddamn house. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and so much more with Brian Leong. Uh, but first, we got to give some love to our sponsors. And first up tonight is LinkedIn. Ryan, do you use LinkedIn? Are you a are you a client? Are you a do you have a LinkedIn account? I have a LinkedIn account, but I, I almost feel like my LinkedIn's like my Instagram. It's like I, I've got a lot of connections on there, but that LinkedIn's never helped me find a job. But, it's, but it ever, does help you find people to connect with. Oh, you're killing my sponsor, man. Have you ever tried to look for a job with LinkedIn? I have. 
I have. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it does work for some people. I've tried their premium service. I mean, I will say this: it, it, it is a great way to find people to, to to network with. Absolutely. Whether you find a job, hey, that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, knock LinkedIn for that one. But if you want to make some connections with people, it's a great way to do it. I, I think you're one of my connections on LinkedIn. And look, and if, if you're on the other side of the equation where you're not looking for work, but you're looking for talent, let's say you're hiring for a small business you recently started. Let's say you're an entrepreneur and you want to find quality professionals. That's where you, especially you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And uh, and, and in terms of looking for jobs, yeah, I, I've had tremendous success with it. I uh, and so I'm sorry you haven't, man, but don't give up. That's okay. Hey, I'm good right now. I I have a I have a full time gig. I'm good. But I but if I need to, I'll, I'll go back to LinkedIn and start start doing some searching. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp, a valuable, tremendous resource. Uh, if you're looking for help, not in the in the job world. But for this organ right here, their most important one, your brain, sometimes this world can be overwhelming. Sometimes anxiety can take control. Sometimes you just need help. We all need help. And that's where BetterHelp can be a help for you. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. And that's a huge angle. That's a huge purpose of BetterHelp is trying to help you. And look, some people complain about the fact that, you know, they get a therapist that they don't like, that doesn't really end up resonating with them. One of the many valuable things with BetterHelp is the fact that if your first therapist doesn't work out, you can change it. You can keep going through therapists until you find one that you consider to be a great fit. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You're saving gas. You're saving time. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And subscribe to Ryan Leong. He's on Twitter at Ryan Leong, his name. What's your handle on Instagram? So people can find you there. If, let's say if you're going to post that picture of your appearance with oh, yeah. Scored it's, a uh, it's, yeah, it's Sports <clears throat> Sports Cyclopedia. S-P-O-R-T-S-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Um, so the Golden State Warriors. Um, sorry, I just, I just got distracted for a second. Uh, more specifically, Clay Thompson tonight. 
And look, he's he's been feeling under the weather, but this stat line is just brutal. He played 35 minutes. He was four of 19 from the field. Even worse, just two of 13 from beyond the arc. Uh, finished the game with four points, had just two assists. He was second on the team in negative net rating. He was a minus 10, finished with just 10 points. Uh, there's no expectation that Clay Thompson is going to be traded. Uh, there's too much sentimentality there. Although I, th- I thought I heard you say something about him not coming back next year. I'm very, I, I would love for you to follow up on that thought, but what was your, what, what, what was your take from tonight's Clay Thompson performance, which in my opinion was just a dud. He's had a lot of duds this year. Unfortunately, I, I still think, you know, you know, I, I, I don't think he's ever recovered from his injuries or maybe even if he has, he's kind of lost a step. And I hate, I know he hates hearing that, but you know, nobody's getting any younger and, I'll, I'll, I'll use that old saying, which is, you know, always rings true. Father time is undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. And, and again, it, it's, if he was contributing offensively, if he wasn't laying these kind of eggs, you could live with the poorest defense, but when he's also doing this on the offensive side, forget it, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, and Joe, you're right. At least, at least uh, Steve Kerr is going to Pajemski more often than Clay Thompson. You know, one critique I had with tonight's game Uh, The Atlanta Hawks had a very simple strategy for a lot of tonight, which was feed the ball to the bigs. You have a mismatch almost every possession, but the Warriors had a similar advantage as well. And we saw this really early on where uh, I think Trey Young was guarding Clay Thompson. And at the beginning of the game, they were feeding Clay because you have a a five inch height advantage. You have a considerable weight advantage. Clay Thompson is good in the post. He's got a solid fadeaway. And Clay was thriving. Uh, maybe thriving is a strong word, but uh, if I look at his first quarter stats, for example, um, compared to the rest of his night, Clay in the first quarter was two of four from the field. It was one for two from deep. They found the mismatches. They took advantage. It was a very simple strategy that was effective. Then we never saw it again. Uh, I don't. I never understand that. It's like when, when you have something that's working there, and then you just abandon it for for no good reason. I don't understand that. Did you notice the same thing? Your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, well, I mean, I'm looking at Clay Thompson's numbers. His first half numbers weren't that much better. I mean, he, he had eight points in the first half, three of ten shooting, two of six from three. So, right. But I missed something. What was your question exactly? About well, the question is like, what are your thoughts on the fact that the team they find something that works and then they just don't they stop going to it? Like, like Clay Thompson had a massive advantage over Trey Young. He, I mean, he was backing him up every possession. He, like you mentioned, the first half numbers they were fine largely for that reason. And then they just abandoned it. I don't yeah. understand like why Steve Kerr did stick with what works. You know, like, like what are your thoughts on that? I, you know, I, I don't have an answer for you, unfortunately. I mean, I, he he does do some strange things, or or you know, he starts doing things like where he'll bench guys because he feels that it's not going in the flow of the game. Like you said, like like a guy like Kevon Looney. I mean, Looney's spending more and more time not playing or or being benched because he doesn't fit in with the scheme that you know Kerr thinks the game is going. But I. You know, and then you go smaller, like you said, and and then things just get get away from you. And and I think it was strongly evident in that fourth quarter, especially late in that fourth quarter and into the overtime, where the Warriors never had control of the game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm seeing a new nickname for Clay in the in the chat, uh, Clang Thompson. Uh, I've seen a few people say this. Yeah. Stephen Kalwas, uh saying Clang Clang Thompson thrived tonight with two of thirteen from three. Uh, why is Clay Thompson, in your opinion, you, you interview Steve Kerr on an almost daily basis? Um, Greg Popovich, I'm going to drop this soundbite as much as I can because it makes sense, and we don't get enough sensical things in this world. Manu Ginobili can come off the bench. 
anybody can, and I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. So why can't Clay Thompson come off the bench? Why is he why is he persona non grata when it comes to the the topic of coming off the bench? Steph's come off the bench, Draymond's come off the bench. Uh you know, everyone has. But for some reason, Clay, that's too like God forbid we discuss Clay coming off the bench. <clears throat> why is that, in your opinion? Maybe maybe the team doesn't want to hurt his feelings. I, I, I think. I mean, he's a highly sensitive person. I'm I'm gonna be honest about that part of it. I mean, when when he, whenever he's been interviewed, he's he's a very sensitive person, and I get that. But I mean, at some point, yeah, you got to think of the greater good of the team. And I I think, like I said, Clay's he's had games like this before he even got hurt. I'll, I'll never forget. I covered a Warriors game back in his prime, and you think he was I think it was like one of fourteen from the field. So he's had bad nights where he could shoot. It's just that now they're very consistent. These bad nights. Yeah, somebody just said Clay the entitled. I agree with that. I mean, I mean, Clay is the kind of guy. I really think the team's afraid of hurting his feelings. I really do. But you know, at this point, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta start doing whatever's better for the team. And I, I think, I think Clay is a guy that really, really shouldn't be playing that much right now. He just, he's not helping the team at all. No. And uh, you know, Jay Boogie in the chat, uh, being an utter ignoramus by claiming that I'm a fanboy of Jonathan Kaminga, and he wants That's me to ignorant. That is absolutely ignorant, but we'll talk about Kaminga. It's ignorant. You're being ignorant. <laughs> being utterly ignorant, Jay Boogie. But here, fine. Clay, ta- uh, Jonathan Kaminga tonight, uh, apparently, according to your book, shooting 50% from the field is awful. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, a, a, a 16.4 rebound night is awful. Uh, he was not awful, man. All right. Every, every individual is allowed to have an off night. Every player is allowed to not be on it. Sorry if he didn't hit 20 points for the ninth straight game, but that is utterly, absolutely ignorant. I, I don't know what else you want me to hear. He was one for three from deep. Um, that's 33%. That's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad either. That's the Mendoza line of three-point shooting. 33% from deep equals 50% from two. So sorry. If you want me to criticize Kaminga, what do you want me to criticize him for? Sorry, you that's are ignorant. It's absolutely ignorant. What do you think? Am, am I being am I being a fanboy? pertaining to Kaminga right now? Am I, am I not criticizing him enough? I don't understand what the hell I'm supposed to criticize Kaminga for. No, nah, you're good, Cyrus. I don't, yeah, I I think it's okay. I don't think you're, I think you're getting a little too worked up over nothing. Jesus Christ, man. I know Jay Boogie, man. Just suck it. <laughs> um, When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, uh I, Wiggins and because I keep bringing him up um, in terms of trades. And a lot of people, for some reason, love Wiggins. I, I have nothing against him personally, but I also don't think that he's suddenly come out of this season-long slump. And these last two games do validate that. Um, and by the way, if we're going to call people, just so you know, if you come in this chat and you, you and you call people names, you're out for good because there's no point to it, all right? This is not a – and I'm, I'm seeing a few people just using name-calling. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's get some love to another sponsor for this evening. The fan base is bummed, man. This was just a brutal game. When Stephen Curry scores 60 points – Drops a 60 burger and they lose. We're going to get a lot of grumpy people. I don't blame you for that. Uh, why don't we talk about our next sponsor for this evening? And we're going to talk Niners for a second when we talk about this sponsor. Uh, Ryan, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And that sponsor for the evening is FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Ryan, mm-hmm. what? thoughts on the fact that the san francisco 49ers are favorites against the chiefs that's pretty wild if you're a betting man if FanDuel's legal in california uh and there's a lot of listeners who are not in california in states and countries where FanDuel's legal how are you th- how are you rolling what are you thinking you're going to vegas for this game you're covering it 
What do you think? I wouldn't favor the Niners right now. I wouldn't. And the reason I say that is the Niners have had their, their share of difficulties against the AFC. Uh, they're also 0-3 lifetime against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has beat them every time. Once in the Super Bowl and twice in the regular season. Once at uh, once at Arrowhead. I still call it Arrowhead Stadium. I don't, I don't know what their damn sponsor is. I don't care. And they've, they've lost once at Levi's. And Levi's, they got blown out. So I would not put it. I don't care what the odds makers say. As far as I'm concerned, the Chiefs are the favorite team. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. Do you think that, what do you think is going to happen ultimately, man? Are the Niners going to win this game? Is it going to be more heartbreak for the Bay Area? What are your thoughts there? No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is, this is it for the Niners. I mean, you know, people like to pick on the Dallas Cowboys and for good reason, but when you think about it, the Niners are almost in the same position they're in. Okay. The Niners last Super Bowl win was January 29th of 1995. The Dallas Cowboys last win in the Super Bowl, I think it was sometime in 96. So only one year separates the two franchises. Okay. And, I think they've each won five, and of course Pittsburgh, having won six, they get they, they were they got the nickname of Sixburg. So the Niners are looking for you know some some you know some pretty sacred territory, yeah. but it's going to take a lot. I think they're the right team to do it. Brock Purdy is a much better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo ever was, um, and yeah, I, I but but I wouldn't I wouldn't be too confident in putting the Niners as favorites. I think it's better, to, and hopefully the Niners themselves are not believing the odds makers. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. Um... Well, look, you can go to FanDuel. They have so many ways for you to end the season with a W, regardless of how it ends for the 49ers. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, they also have bets for which player is going to score a touchdown, how many points is going to be scored. The, the prop bets are awesome for the Super Bowl. You can bet on, on who's going to win the coin flip. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One final segment of Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, we're going to be back at it at the latest with our next post-game show. Ryan, I'm really thankful you're here for me tonight. Thank you. Uh, This would have been a brutal show to do by myself. Uh, our next show likely will be Monday night. The Warriors play the Brooklyn Nets on the road. I don't think the Nets uh, pose the same issues when it comes to size that the, that the Atlanta Hawks do, at least not from initial impressions. I know they got Nick Claxton, um, but it seems like a more manageable uh, matchup. What are your thoughts on the Warriors playing the Nets? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, but, you know, again, given the Warriors' struggles on the road, and, and, and again, as, you, as you've mentioned, these undersized lineups the Warriors keep throwing out there. I mean, I I wouldn't say their odds are much better against the Nets. I mean, again, undersized players, overabundance of injuries equals losses. I mean, I just don't see how the Warriors rebound from this. I mean, I mean, they will rebound. I think the good news for them is they get at least some time off. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think just just again, Steph, just too much, just overuse for Steph. You know, it's like it's like driving the car in overdrive, and I just feel bad for the guy because. You should win a game when you when you got when you score sixty points. Absolutely, dude. It, it reminds me a lot of when Steph had that huge night at, at a. This was what like ten plus years ago at Madison Square Garden. What did he drop that night? Was it fifty six? 
I think. Um, yeah, well, I remember the first time he, he scored like fifty four, and then he. I think. And then I think he broke that record. Right. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. Um. Well, in the in the I, one person in the chat, uh, <laughs> besides Subasa Azor, who says the team just sucks. Um, I, I lost the, the comment there, but oh, somebody about saying they could have won regulation. Well, of course, we know that we saw it, but see, sometimes as well as Steph shoots, this I think the last shot attempt he had was not very good, but again, in that situation, I don't blame Steph because who else are you gonna give the ball to? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, well, but that's that, that's not the one I was, I was gonna go to. Here we go. Um, no. The question was, I just I just wanted to address them. Here we go. Here it is from Stephen Camp writes. What do you think the Warriors are going to do realistically at the trade deadline? What can they actually do? There is a lot they can actually do. Andrew Wiggins, multiple reports have confirmed that there is interest for him. You don't have to give up draft picks and other valuable assets just to get that 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 got off a contract off your books. I mean, you owe this man three more years at close to 30 million. It's amazing how just six months ago, we thought a year ago, everyone thought this was a bargain deal that Wiggins took a pay cut that <laughs> everyone's giving him kudos. And, and now this contract is, is abhor abhorrent. Um, but he is an asset. You can move the, the bigger question. You've heard Steve Kerr's rhetoric. He doesn't want to trade Wiggins. He's in love with him and a few other players. I think Wiggins needs to go. To give to give perspective, uh, besides the fact that last night he scored just nine points, I still think his defense is garbage. I, I heard Bob Fitzgerald and Kalena Azubuki, you know, look, they, they'll give you homer takes on these broadcasts, but they constantly keep saying, well, Wiggins' defense, it, Jesus Christ. His, Wiggins is routinely getting beat when he's playing one-on-one -on -one defense against opposition. I, even his defense sucks. And offensively, he got hurt right before the half. Uh, his stat line before he got hurt in 19 minutes of play, one of six from the field, zero of two from deep. Uh, I don't. I, he. I think he needs to go. I think he's one of the pieces you have. You you have to trade. Chris Paul's contract is an expiring at 30 million. A lot of people talk about that. Uh, it sucks that nostalgia, the sentimentality, keeps being interjected in these discussions because if the goal is to win, get put your feelings aside. Focus on the players that need to move. Focus on what you should bring in. I want to trade. Um, I looked at this five-game road trip as the war as the Warriors organization maybe looking at the team as a barometer for whether or not they should do something. We all know what Steve Kerr's feelings are. He only wants people around him he likes. And unfortunately, the people he likes are not the best players in the league. If they don't make a trade, this season, in my humble opinion, is a bust. It's a wash. On top of everything else, if you move Wiggins, you no longer have a logjam for Moses Moody, who's with the team on this trip, who's going to be playing any day now. I give you my word that Moses Moody right now is a better player than Andrew Wiggins. Cross my heart. Whatever my word means, I am genuine in saying that. And, and, if, and if Wiggins stays, you're going to see Moody get DNPs and rot away on that bench. I hope Wiggins gets traded. Um, I, 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 Chris Paul's another asset. The, the point of all this is I want to trade. If you want to salvage the season, you have to make a trade. That's my opinion on it. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Well, I know, I know you're a big fan, big fan of Moses Moody, and I know he does play well when he gets minutes. But oddly enough, for some reason that's inexplicable to me, and it's certainly an enigma, is that he doesn't get much playing time. No. I don't get it. And I've asked for you about this. I've, I've gone to Steve Kerr, and I, I always get a chance to talk to him pregame because I help out you know, the Warriors in getting some, some postgame audio. I'm always at the visitors for postgame. But pregame, I always talk to Kerr as much as possible. And I'm always asking about Moses Moody and asking why he's not getting more playing time. 
And he's always just saying, well, we're trying to see where he fits into the scheme of the game. Yeah. That's always his excuse. So I don't, I don't know what to, you know, there's no other way for me to really try to ask questions to Kerr. Cause he, you know, he's a, he's a very cooperative type person, but as you know, being in the, in the media business, it's very hard to sort of like kind of grill somebody unless they, they do so poorly at their job that it becomes overly evident that, you know, and he's not quite there just yet, but yeah, it, it does, it does boggle my mind. The fact that, you know, he keeps a set rotation of certain guys. And of course you're always going to play Steph. That, that's a given, but again, playing clay all the time, the way he's playing is not very good. Wiggins, like you said, that's a terrible stat line. I mean, he's, I, you know, yeah, he's not been good at all this year. He's had maybe a handful of games where he's been productive, but the, the Wiggins that you got in the championship season of 21-22 is not there. I don't the, – the, the current Andrew Wiggins we're getting right now is uh, – yeah, he's – not now that D'Angelo Tra- Russell trade's not looking so good. But, you know, I mean, he did help them win a title. But, yeah, he's been a very ineffective player this year. No, and, and again, in an upcoming show, I'm going to re- – find Ryan, I finally found out, like uh, – and it's really troubling. I'm going to save – I have to save this for – it's going to be a whole show. But I found out, like, what was – Wiggins main issue that caused him to miss a lot of time that caused him to come back out of shape. And it's disturbing. Um, I've, I've, what I've heard about his attitude is poor. And again, you have people in this, and, and for example, there's a people in the chat here um, that I have one person saying that here, TJ writes, Wiggs was playing great defense. Agree to disagree. I, you know, I, I hear people saying that my job is to observe this team and the nuance. Wiggins, I'm sorry, he's not playing great defense. I don't see it at all. Uh, another person in the chat who writes, and again, this is all about like narratives, right? Like Black Ice writes, Wiggins is turning it around. You can't just give him away. Bull feces. He had nine points last game. Let me yeah. repeat a stat line in, in the first half tonight. Uh, Andrew Wiggins in 19 minutes of play, one of six from the field, 0 for 2 from deep, two points total. And if you think that Wiggins was not the reason why they lost this game, you're right. He didn't play the second half. But if Wiggins was the Wiggins of old, maybe they go into the first half with a damn lead. It's not a tie game. The first half does matter in the whole picture. So, y'all, look, we can agree to disagree. People can continue to question me when I when I sit here and give you a strong opinion. That's always effing right. But, of course, everyone just wants to, you know, doubt me or question. That's fine. If you think Wiggins still has something in the tank, that's your belief. I'm sitting here telling you right now it's utterly wrong and the Warriors aren't going anywhere if they keep them. Your final thoughts, Ryan. I well, I'll say this much first of all. I I I feel for you, man. I think it's frustrating that you're that you're the host of this podcast because you have a lot of people who sort of see things through rose-colored glasses, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, from what I've been watching from this team, and I've haven't covered every single game. I've missed a few here and there because of Niner conflicts, whatnot, but yeah, this team is very frustrating to watch because again, it is. everything's everything's on curry, right? It's like you know, if you're cooking a dish, yeah, yeah, you put curry on your food, it's great. But in this in the situation the Warriors are in right now, too much curry doesn't help. Ryan, happy belated birthday! I hope you come back on the show soon. Let's do this again more regularly, okay? Thanks. Yeah, sure. I love that, man. Thank you, everyone. I'm sorry for not being more positive. It's the product. I don't know what to do. Good night, everyone. Bye, bye. Ryan, I love you, man. I'm sorry.